thought it'd be fun this morning to uh, help just you get to know your staff a little bit. And so I, I thought I'd invited Bill McCabe, who's our facilities director, and I'm going to interview Bill, and you can ask him some questions. And um, and one thing, if you know Bill, you know that this will be a fun 40 minutes. So, um, so let's I say I thought you were going to say something to me about the wire on the mics. And, uh, yeah, what is, what's up with that? What is up with that? Yeah, right? yeah. I, I think that you get a pass on that. Uh, but um, until tomorrow, and then we can. We'll, it won't be. It won't be. It won't be broken next week. It won't be broken. I guarantee you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's say a quick prayer, and then uh, and then we'll we'll get going. Uh, Father in heaven, we thank you for your grace and your mercy and your blessing, and for um, those whom you have uh, called and equipped to serve your church in various capacities. We pray, God, that you would be with us now, and we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, uh, gosh, for 20 years, uh, Kirk Clendaniel uh, was the facilities director, and everybody thought that uh, he got here by walking on water, um, and uh, is how he came here. And when he told me he was going to retire, uh, that I thought, well, how, what are we going to do? Um, and he, we're going to need to hire somebody immediately, because he knows just so much. And turns out... The answer to that prayer was uh, sitting in our pews already, uh, Bill McCabe, uh, who needed very little, uh, uh, very little time with Kirk and, and, and to learn the stuff. Just kind of needed to know where where the keys were, and that was that was pretty much it. You've you've had a huge uh, impact on this place already, and um, done an effect. Just I was gonna, I was trying to say magnificent and fantastic at the same time. Um, <laughs> and just this magnificent job. But um, so tell us uh, before before you came here. I mean, you've been a parishioner for a long time. How did you how did you come to Church of Our Savior? Well, first of all, I got to share with you. Y'all probably know that I'm probably the most shy person you've ever met in your life. So so you know (laughs) that'll come into how he uh, asked for the job. I will when we tell that story. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna come there. Well, I found that uh, y'all know Rick Daver, Rick and Kathy. I, we, Jenny and I moved uh, from Denver uh, to Jacksonville in 88, and uh, I worked with Rick at uh, Parker Electronics, so um, we, we talked and we chatted and we actually became great friends early on, and uh, then when we were planning a family at the time, and, uh, and Rick told us about this church, and uh, Jenny was raised Roman Catholic, and I was confirmed Episcopalian when I was a teenager kind of, you know, wandered away from church for a while, but um, next thing you know, we came here, and you know, this place is really special. I mean, it's very special. You can't, for me, I can't come here and not feel like I get filled with the Holy Spirit every time I come here. And now imagine it, I'm here five, six days a week sometimes, seven days a week sometimes, so uh, that's, uh, that's how we found it, and it's been the same thing that I hear from a lot of people is the family here is the whole thing, you know. So uh, that's that's really how we found the church. Okay. All right. Well, so um, so you're in a job that it, uh, you were in a job that wasn't your favorite job uh, in the world, and um, and you heard that Kirk was retiring, and you thought you you might be a good fit. Tell me tell me about about it's that. It's a little different than that. It's actually a little bit more dramatic. <laughs> a little bit more dramatic. Yeah, yeah. There's no drama with me. Well, okay. I, I, <laughs> that remains that remains to be seen. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, 
I was in a job that uh, I was doing extremely well at, but I was driving upwards of a thousand miles a week, and uh, it started taking its toll. I gained thirty pounds. Uh, my hips developed bursitis. It was just knocking me down big time. And then uh, the company I was working for, they were trying to get everything they could possibly squeeze out of me, and were not really moving in the direction that I thought I would deserve after putting the effort that I was putting in, 60 hour weeks, you know, plus and stuff like that. And uh, my lovely wife said to me, she said, well, you know, you can retire. I said, no, I can't retire, I can't sit still. I'd be lucky I can sit in this chair for 40 minutes. I'm just, it doesn't work that way. <coughs> that also remains to be seen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so I, she said, well, what would you like to do? And I said, I'll tell you what, that guy Kirk would never retire that job at that church would just be perfect for me. I think it'd be a marriage made in heaven. So that was a year ago, July, okay? And all of a sudden, uh, I had, and I, I've always volunteered to do some things up at the church, and I have the world's greatest 25-horse diesel wheelbarrow, a John Deere tractor, <laughs> subcompact tractor. And I was part of grounds crew and stuff like that, and there was some uh, some more millings that needed to be spread out there and I jumped on the tractor and I got a landscape break and I was up here and, and Tom Atkins approached me. Tom, I saw you here before, mm -hmm. but uh, Tom Atkins approached me and said, man, we should just hire you. And I said, I wish you would. And he looked at me like that and he said, you kidding? I said, well, no. He said, Kirk's retiring. I said, are you kidding? Because I, this was in October, and I had spent from July to October praying Kirk would retire. <laughs> so, you know, it's a... Right, right? So, you know, really, it's a... Um, I, I'm, I'm humbled, first of all. I'm humbled by how you, what you had said, and humbled by all of you. I, I'd be honest with you, I feel I'm getting the better part of the deal. It's, uh, uh, I so love this job and so love this opportunity and I'm so grateful for it so um, that's it yeah so um, I, I would I, we don't air all our, our dirty laundry but I was a little skeptical at first and I said <laughs> I said um, I, yeah I just it part you know hiring a parishioner to take a job like this is, is you know you, you want to be real careful about that and I I told uh, Bill I said uh, this is this is this is going to change your relationship with the church. It's going to be unlike any job uh, you've ever had. And I don't think at the, that point you really agreed with me. I don't think you really knew that I, I mean, that's a job. You know, you, you got skills. And, Wait a minute, Father, um, and Flat out, I told you that, come on. I, my confidence was shining through. I said, I've been dealing with people for all of my life. And, you, and he said to me, this is going to be the most different job you've ever had. And I'm going... <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> so, so what do you think? I mean, what, was, was I right or were, were you right? All right. <laughs> I'm going to eat crow in front of all these people. And I've had to do it on a number of occasions, too. It's, uh, it has been extremely different. Matter of fact, if you give me the opportunity, I might even share some of those things that have impacted me where you were right. Well, I don't need to be right. Um, I mean, we all know that. <laughs> we don't need to go into that. Um, uh, I, I do want to talk about how the job has impacted you uh, and impacted your faith. Uh, you know, one of the things that we said that we have to have uh, for this job 
we got to have there's a lot of skills and it's a broad um, it's a, you know it's a big you know wide variety of things um, and since it's a small operation we don't have we can't hire you know, people's specialties you got to know all of it and you got to be a person of, of extraordinary character and faith and well we knew that we had you know that bill was a man of faith because you had um, you'd been coming here and you knew our you knew how we worked you were already invested in that way and it became quickly apparent as and it wasn't just me interviewing god forbid i know how to preach sermons not how to change light bulbs um but it was um it was it was important to uh to all of us that that um, you have the skills and and talk just a little bit about some of the the background technically but then also talk about what you've gained spiritually that, that's we want to want to talk about just sort of what experience made you a, a good fit for the job great i uh well, I'm, I'm a really blessed individual. I, early on, um, and even back in the day when I was going to high school, they didn't have these things like ADHD and stuff like that. They weren't doing, so I was a free spirit. They, they had them. They just didn't. Right? They, yeah. <laughs> I, I was a free spirit. I wasn't ADHD. I was yeah. just a free spirit. So, um, and, and I, get, I was pushed to, to move in a direction because I was the 10-year-old that when the washing machine broke, I took it apart to try to fix it. I couldn't get it back together, but it, <laughs> I did make that attempt. So that's been going on forever. And uh, I went to college and got a degree uh, that was on the technical side of commercial and industrial heating and air conditioning and refrigeration. And I was in the Northeast. I'm a recovering Yankee. I'm still not wanting to see another snowflake. And, and um, so I, I had a, a very strong career as an, uh, as an air conditioning service technician in industrial north. So, um, and what I found out is that AC guys have to know everything that a plumber knows, everything that an electrician knows, mm -hmm. quite a bit of what a carpenter knows. Mm -hmm. And that has actually been uh, a benefit. Jenny uh, will tell you that she doesn't think there's anything that I can't fix. Well, I, I mean, I've actually been to your house and I've seen stuff that you've fixed and mm -hmm. renovated and things like that, and that's part of what I thought. Oh, this this might work, but um, but tell me, what, I mean, what? So what? Did, what has been different than you expected? You said, well, "All right, I'm good with people, and I know my, I know the stuff." What's been different than you, what you've expected? Well, my, you expect? my career moved towards uh, sales. I know that's hard to believe, yeah. but um, and and that I interfaced with people for a long time, for mm -hmm. a real long time. So I was very confident that that this loving family here would be actually easy and I thought that would be just a walk in the park and and actually y'all are blessing you really are and you have welcomed me and but you're not me. a walk in the park I actually think you are but the, there were there were other things there were different things that uh, I just I really wasn't expecting mm -hmm. expecting one of them was uh, well try this one folks uh, I get to uh, to work with the columbarium too, right? And uh, shortly after I was here, I had to pick up the nameplate uh, for Mark Gigger. Do you guys know Mark? Amen. I love this man. You know, he, when he would let out a hallelujah in church, I was right there with him. And I, you know, I, he and I talk about that. So all of a sudden, I'm at the columbarium with his name tag and. Never had that happen on a job before. Mm -hmm. yeah. So 
there's things like that that'll just rock your world, you know? So, uh, yeah, I had to come to him and say, all right, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so there's, and there's other things too. There's, um, can I tell a couple of stories? Yeah, yeah, sure. Right, I, this 25 horse diesel wheelbarrow that I got, I was sitting on it out here and I was moving some dirt after we had the new light poles up and stuff. And on Tuesday mornings, there's a, a music for Jack's, uh, a, a lady comes in and they have these little kids that come in and they, they get into playing music right back here. and. Uh, and I'm sitting on the tractor, and this lady's got a little three-year-old uh, towhead blonde boy in tow, and he's looking at me like, <laughs> So I stopped the tractor, I turned it off, and I'm looking at the boy, and I said, Would you like to come up here? And the boy is about turning inside out. And I said, Mom, can he come up here? And I slid off the tractor, and I picked the boy up, and I put him on the tractor, and he's like, doing like this and I said well you got to steer it and he gets to steering it like this and I said to the mom you got to take a picture of this mm -hmm. and how many people get to do that their job and I, you know I didn't get I didn't get the dickens for stopping what I was doing to spread a little of the Lord's love you know what I mean so I mean that just it just blows me away just absolutely blows me away so like I said so far, I think I'm getting the better part of the deal. And I'm having a ball. I get to fix things. I get to make people happy all day, every day. So it's just that part is uh, that's real strong, and I yeah. very much appreciate that. Well, let me ask you this. Hey, um, you know, our, our whole vision here is, is that we help people wherever they are in their spiritual journey to live into a personal and intimate relationship with Jesus. How, how has your relationship with Jesus been impacted uh, since... Coming on staff. I mean, you've been here. You've been a Christian for a long time. What? What? Well, you know, honestly, as I've shared with you, mm -hmm. that uh, Jesus can be a little difficult. You know, a little difficult meaning, gosh, he talks in parables, and sometimes mm -hmm. those parables become probables. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't. Yeah. So, uh, but my faith, uh, and it's obviously through Christ, mm -hmm. my faith is uh, getting stronger because I get a chance to live it on a daily basis, mm -hmm. and that. Uh, that uh, makes uh, his love. There's there's something that I was working on uh, personally, and that uh, he's really been supportive of this uh, with me. And that is, uh, I'm really starting to recognize that I I'm in charge of the decisions I make. You know, they gave us free will. Mm -hmm. The Lord gave us free will, and so consequently, um, I started figuring out that uh, something I even said to my kids is that. Uh, you make choices, and sometimes if you make bad choices, you don't have a good feeling about it. And but when you make good choices, you can have a real good feeling about it. So I started thinking about it and saying, "So I'm responsible for everything that happens to me," and that is really blossoming now, and makes me feel uh, very comfortable to to receive blessings, to be at service to folks, and it's a personal decision that's backed by Jesus that. Uh, I look forward to serving people now, and I, I really look forward to it because I gain the benefits of the blessings out of it. So what, I mean, you're continuing to receive, and probably receiving more and more as you've been pouring your own self out, because you probably, just based on you know the fact that you were working a, a 60 hours a week job, I mean, you, you probably weren't, <coughs> didn't see yourself as active in that service, right? and yet pouring yourself out on 
serving the Lord, you receive more back. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So it doesn't feel like a job. It just actually, I, I feel like I said, I'm, I'm the beneficiary. And it's because of folks, people, all of you folks. Yeah. You, thank you. And you're, you're looking good, too, by the way. I'm half the man I used yeah, to be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's going in that direction. Yeah. My hips no longer have bursitis. I, I get my 10,000 steps a day, and yeah. things are going good. Yeah. It's wonderful. Fantastic. Yeah. So I've often called you my CEO, Chief Evangelism Officer. <laughs> um, what? Uh, tell me about that. Is, it, is evangelism scary? What? What is, what is it? Well, I you know... Some will say that for it's, it's a personality thing. I don't think it's a personality thing. I think it's also uh, by choice. But, you know, if, if I'm happy, um, it kind of shines through, you know. And, uh, and I've, I'm the, the product of, a, of years of wisdom from all kinds of folks. And uh, I remember somebody saying to, to me at one point, try this. Throw a smile at every person you see and watch the result. They're going to have a heck of a time not smiling back at you. So, you know, but then again, that's a choice, right? I mean, that's if you want that. If you want to get a smile back, about the best way to do it is throw one out there. Well, that also works in, in ways for the ministry and to, and to spread the kingdom, if you think about it. Um, I, I just recently had the opportunity. I was working with Tom out at the fence, and we were trying a different paint color Mm -hmm. and there was a couple walking down the street and I was saying to Tom Atkins uh, you know we get we got to see if this you know this color I don't know if it's going to be acceptable and stuff like that these folks are walking down the street and I got over my shyness for a moment said hey folks how are you what do you think of this color on this fence Mm -hmm. the next thing you know they're coming over and we're talking about it and I find out they just moved in there on village lane just up the street and stuff like this nice young couple and Somehow it just came out. Hey, I know a church if you don't have one. <laughs> so you know, really was it? I don't know how that's hard. I don't. I don't know what's hard about it. It's a, uh, you know, it's more from and and once again, it's because when I'm here and even in a moment like this, my my. The Holy Spirit in me has been active all morning. I told you coming out of church. Mm-hmm. You sure you want to do this? Yeah. I'm pretty active. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised. Um, <laughs> you know, but so, so you're evangelist. I mean, how, you're not walking them down the Romans road. You're not sharing the four spiritual laws necessarily. You're just inviting them to somewhere that you already go and that you love. Right? Isn't that really what this is about? Right? Mm-hmm. If you're happy here, if you if you like what's going on for... For you folks, that most of you only get to come here on Sundays. I'm sorry, but if you were more involved with that, and if it if it was moving you that way, you know, I, and I'm doing it. I have a, a lot. I I've been saying even in the Bible uh, study classes. I said, "Come on, guys, you, we got to come up with something that I can. I want the 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 trifold handout that that helps me out in my efforts to mm-hmm. say, come on, you guys got to try this.' And it's more about that. I think that. Um, the joy that the the Lord brings us is uh, to me overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you want to share that? Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, I mean, is it is it? It's not. It's not just about church growth, though. I mean, it's not just about getting more people in the pews. Although I mean, that's important. What we want to do, but it sounds like it's more than that. It's it's everything. Yeah. It's it's everything. Well, it's just serving the Lord, right? I mean, it's just, it's just 
responding to what your is going on in your heart. Yeah, inviting people into that. Yes, yes. I want them to share the feelings that I'm yeah. feeling and, and and understand that it starts there. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'm, a number of folks. Uh, my brother, um, who's now passed, but uh, he had been uh, away from the Lord for a long time, and we had been coming to this church and. I said to him, Pete, I said, you gotta come to church and give it a try. He's a musician. I said, you can, you know, you can, and and it was, you know, it could be tough, for, you know, for people that are away from God that don't have God immediately in their life and, and Jesus, and they don't understand uh, about the Holy Spirit and the, and the Lord, and uh, and you know, if you're not looking, you're not gonna find it. That's for sure. If you're not looking for Him, you're just not gonna find it. So it's it's about that. So I was trying to share it with my brother, and. And it eventually, it took hold with him. But it didn't take hold here. It took hold elsewhere. And he ended, he ended up with a, a great church. And I'll never forget this. He said to me, he said, man, you got to come to my church. He said, and, and I looked at him. I said, yeah, I know, I know. I've been going to mine for 23 years. Yeah, I'm getting tired of it, right? <laughs> and I said, look, Pete, really, that doesn't matter. What does matter is that you found it, you know, and finding him is the thing so really I I kind of look at it as um, the the job if, you, if it can be called that mm -hmm. is is just to spread that love you know a few weeks back I don't know if you guys remember this one but I've been getting on him about that and it's and saying you had a sermon that love came down God moved in and the word got out yeah. right mm -hmm. and I, I said to him after that sermon I said Padre when you have powerful material like that, you can't just go up there and say it. You gotta go up there and sing it. You gotta shout it. You gotta lay it out there. And I say, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really what it's about. Yeah. That message in that, from that sermon is, is one of those drivers for me, is the way I feel about that. It's awesome. Yeah, well, I was on Pentecost Sunday, so hopefully the spirit came down on that one. So, good. Don't you know. Um, all right, so I, I, the next question I have is, what have been some unexpected blessings that you've experienced? We kind of talked about that uh, already. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I, I, there's one that, that it's still, uh, it still grabs me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was, we were in a mode where, we, where I was changing the orientation of the pews in the chapel mm -hmm. on Fridays and, and Mondays. And um, I was here by myself. And it was about 8.30 on a Friday morning, and, uh, and someone pulled up, and I I'd heard the car door close, and I'm in there by myself. So, uh, so I, I look out the door, and there's a gentleman uh, that has a neck brace. And I, I don't need to say his name. It doesn't matter. But he, he was walking up to the office, and I knew nobody was there. And so I said to him, I said, well, if you want to come on inside, I can just move these pews around. You and I can chat till somebody gets here. What do you say? So really, think about it. I was doing it for the camaraderie. I was trying to get something from him, right? You know, while I was moving the pews. And, and as it turns out, the man was in a tough way. He was in a hard time. Yeah, he was really grieving. And, yeah. and I was given the opportunity to share a vision for him that was soothing through Christ. Mm -hmm. And it made a big difference. I said a prayer with him. And for him, but also for both of us, uh, you know, he was uh, he was just not he was not accepting his wife going before him, and um, 
I feel the very same way. It would just be, I don't know if I, how well I'd do in that situation. So, uh, you know, in the prayer I had said, Lord, can you look out for Jim and I? Neither one of us like that idea and show us that comfort and the love and assure us that everything's going to be fine. And it made a, a big difference on him, but I'm not so sure it didn't make a big difference in me. So, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you get those moments like that? Where, so really, for all of us, that opportunity didn't have to happen here in me in that chapel. That could have happened anywhere. You can see people that need that out there. And, you know, it's, it's thrown them the smile, and if you don't get one back, it's trying to tell you something. Maybe you need to give them a bigger one. You know what I mean? You've actually hit on two of the real touch points of, of evangelism, I think. is I'm new to the area. Right. I'm grieving in some way. Right. I mean, those, those, those two ways, I'm new to the area. I, I, I don't know a lot of people say, gosh, I've got a whole community waiting on you. Uh, number two is I'm grieving. Uh, life isn't going right. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm confused. I mean, those, those are the touch points, I think, um, you know, that are really easy for us to say, hey, I know a perfect place for you. For you. Well, you know, and here's one. I don't know how it fits in those, but... Um, I was over in Lowe's buying some stuff for me here, and I said to them, Well, invading someone's place of business is the, is the third one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the fellow said uh, to me, how are you doing today? And I said, if I was any better, I might be you. And he was, and he threw. Nobody knows how to handle that. Right? I, I, well, still he, threw, he, he threw one back at me uh -huh. that was very similar to uh -huh. that. And I said, well, you must go to the same church I go to. And he says, well, no, I'm not going to church. I said, what's the matter with you? I said, and I, they gave me business cards. I passed oh. out. <laughs> so where does that one fall? Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that is the whole. The God can use just about anything. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah, right. The, 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 the seed has been planted, and it's and, and he's growing the growing the grass. Right. Um, good. Um, all right. So if 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 perhaps a staff position is not available to everybody or maybe desirable to, uh, to everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some ways that people can get involved uh, and can, can serve and can do th things like, um, you know, uh, like you're doing, you're giving, but you're receiving so much, your faith is growing. I, I had another question I want to ask you, but go ahead, start with that one. What um, it, it's, I think, I think it, that we all need to, and for, I'm just gonna share for me, it was looking at myself and saying, uh, and a matter of fact, uh, my mom really impacted me with this uh, sidebar story. Mm -hmm. uh, I have my mom's trunk uh, from 1950s, and it's a leather trunk. And um, she passed in 2010. And I'm, I, 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 did, I never opened it. And one day, uh, not, not but a couple of years ago, I opened it, and there was this bag. And in the bag were... Uh, 14 baby beanies and my mom was very adept at sewing and at needlepoint and crochet and stuff like that and I asked my wife I said where'd these come from she said you don't remember I said no I said, she said your mother made about 400 of those and brought them down to the the ch children's hospital mm -hmm. and just would give them away uh, to folks down there with the, the babies that so they had these baby beanies and of course uh, my mom, uh, when she passed here, uh, she filled the church with people that knew her here. And she spent, she was only here for 10 years, 12 years when that happened. And there was another service uh, up in uh, upstate New York where she was. And I was there and I found out that, you know, people said, and I knew that we did this with her, 
but she'd send birthday cards to somewhere around 300, 400 people. Uh, and I had people coming up to me saying, I knew something was wrong with your mom. I didn't get my birthday card. So, you know, I, I looked at her and I said, oh my, what have I done to reach out like she reached out to so many people and shared God's love with so many people by doing simple little things like that? Now, we have that opportunity here to do that. So it becomes looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, what am I... And what have I done to touch people like that? So we have all these ministries and we have opportunities galore yeah. that we can take advantage of that situation. And it, you know, the perspective is I get to take advantage of that opportunity to be blessed. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of finding something that matches your personality within what we do here. And if we don't offer it here, it doesn't mean we're not looking for you to introduce it. Yeah, right? So uh, we, we talk about study and service as a real empathy. And, and uh, you mentioned earlier that you got involved in the Bible study a little bit. That was um, a, there's a little you were a little unsure uh, at first about that. What's that? What's that been like for you? Well, it's been different, hasn't it? I, 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 again, again, again for I'm, you. I, yeah. Well, again, I'm the receiver. You know, I, um, I I'll admit to everyone that uh, I'm not the best at it. I'm not the best at the Bible. Um, yeah, I, I love some stories. Some stories leave me scratching my head a little bit and things like that. Um, I haven't been into the environment where people are sitting down and talking about it. Um, but one thing that you'll find about me, I know you don't know this about me, but if you ask me, I'm going to tell you what's on my mind. <laughs> and, it, and it may not, yes. it may not it, sometimes it's not what you're expecting. <laughs> well, that's how you wrestle. I mean, that's how that's you. You've been wrestling with with the things that you've been uh, studying, and um, and that's how the way that you go about it is to talk about it, right? Yeah. So so let me share with this. Uh, you know how you give us the opportunity for top card after a, a we sit and we do a Bible session, and then uh, the Padre says, "Okay, pull a top card." So in other words, we pair up like this and. Uh, give me something to pray for you about. Just the top thing on your list. Right. Just right. Don't don't tell me the whole background. Right. Just, I don't need just, your, right. I mean, we're guys, you know. So, so just just give me the. Give me the so yeah. I actually had, and uh, this humbled me to the core. Mm -hmm. I had uh, uh, a fellow that said, I said to him, I said, "Gosh, I really don't have much. Everything's good." Mm -hmm. I, you know, he says, "Well, I got one for you. Ready?" And I said, "Okay." And he goes, "Lord." Thanks for getting Bill to these Bible studies. He sure makes it easy to talk about the Bible. Hmm. Can you believe that? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. but once again, I was the recipient. Mm -hmm. So, I guess I'm greedy, mm -hmm. right? I just love receiving them blessings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, good. Yeah. Um, we really want folks, everybody, to, to be involved both in study and service. If you're not involved in a Bible study, um, maybe, maybe Rector's Forum is, is what you've got time for and you're coming to that faithfully and that's, that's great. But if you're not involved, I, I think in a, even in a smaller group where you're talking with people about it, um, I really encourage you to give that a shot. We've got lots of opportunities and if, if they don't work for your schedule, we'll help you start one. And um, that doesn't mean you have to lead it, although you might be willing to do that, and it's not as hard as you think, right? So, um, so it's uh, uh, 
anyway, I hope that you'll avail yourself of that. Um, last thing, let me ask you, the, uh, a lot of times it's hard for men particularly to express their emotions, express how to, to kind of wrestle with the faith stuff. I mean, one of the reasons that Father's Day is kind of a down day, like Mother's Day is an up day for church. It's, you know, it's like one of the second, it's the second biggest Sunday of the year. There's Christmas and Easter, not, I mean, uh, Easter and then Christmas not always on a Sunday, but Mother's Day, everybody comes with mom because mom wants family to go to church. Father's Day is a down day. Dad wants to stay home and watch the U.S. Open. So, um, so why? Um, I mean, it's hard for guys. Harder for guys. Why? Why do you think? Really? Yes. So why do you think that is? Got me. Yeah. Well, it's not hard for you, and that's what I want to know. Is that, I mean, that maybe it's just personality, but it's it's you. You are emotive. Well. And you are faithful, and you are emotive about that faith. And so I'm just curious, what, what, why do you think it's hard for guys? Well, um, I don't know other than they need to meet Taki Carharlios. There you go. <laughs> they need to meet, men need to meet Taki Carharlios. Yeah. He's well, a fella that I met. I don't think he lives in Florida. No, he, no, yeah. he doesn't. So that's going to be hard. But, but yeah. I'm about to plant right. Taki everywhere. Okay. Ready? Good. Okay. I worked with this fellow that when I was in my early 20s that was from Greece, and he was 53. And this guy was a stitch. You know, he's one of those characters who'd come into work, he'd be whistling, and he would make people mad because he was so happy. Mm-hmm. And I, he, they'd be saying, what the heck are you so happy about? And he'd just be mm-hmm. going on about it. And, and I said to him, all right, Taki, what's the secret? Secret? He'd look at me like that and, secret? He said, Bill, listen, Taki gets up in the morning, goes in the bathroom, turns light on, looks at Taki in the mirror, and says, Taki, going to be a great day! <laughs> Just like that. Do you need to know anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, try it. I prom- I absolutely promise, I expect to hear back from you. If you really try it, I know I'll hear back from you, because... If you got up and did great day, enthusiasm, come on, come on, give it to me. Look at it. Gonna be great day. There we go. You know, look in the mirror. I get a little silly saying that to myself. You know, like try it. Say it to God, Joe. I'll have to put a shirt on first. All right. And that's it. Starts there. Uh huh. It starts, it absolutely starts there. It, it just depends on which cup of Kool-Aid you're drinking from. <laughs> you know, I found, uh, I, I've told the story before, the people, um, somebody told me after a long talk, early on, I mean, I was a junior in college, and I, but I, I was in Jamaica overlooking Montego Bay on a mission trip, and, um, and she said, you love God with your whole mind, but you don't know how to love him with your heart. Mm. And that was, and I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I'm going to really have to think about that. She said, see, you you know, it's all in your head. And I remember thinking that, you know, people talk about the love of Jesus and it's, and it's, uh, that, that is a concept. Like I remember approaching, I was a Christian, but I I approached it as a concept. It was very hard for me because I, and it turns out based on stuff in my childhood and uh, a little bit with my family, mostly with uh, my peers, uh, that I'd kind of shut down that whole thing. It was a a mechanism of, of defense, you know, and, and opening that back up, asking God to help my heart work again, 
um, led me to some of the greatest joys, but also led me to feel in, in much deeper and a lot more pain and anger and things like that, too. So I think guys are sometimes afraid of that. Oh, really afraid of that. Uh, um, that harkens... Uh, uh, it feels a little bit feminine, maybe. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I was just going to say that I remember my father, uh, prior to him uh, passing, he struggled with alcoholism and, uh, and found God and got back to it. And I remember, I, can't, I couldn't count the number of times I actually hugged my father. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was a moment for me when he hugged me like I'd never been hugged by any guy before like that. And it was... Now it's it's more of like well I've done it to you I've walked up to you, give me some of that mm. and and give you a big hug so I think that yeah there's a lot of stigma to that mm-hmm. that that people have to get over it and, and and understand that yeah that's an outpouring of love and it doesn't mm-hmm. there's nothing else but that that's involved with it so yeah. that's real special it was it was actually uh, Christian love shared between two men that had nothing to do with sex but it also had nothing to do with there was no insecurity about it. There was right. no like standoffishness about it. It actually really made Christ witnessing that made Christ really um, attractive uh, oh, to yeah. me because yeah, yeah. I knew I'd be accepted without any kind of barriers. Right, right, yeah. And that was even really before all that got fixed. Anyway, well, thanks for your your time this Thank morning. Thank you very much. Um, really well, uh, any, any questions for Bill? quite understand what you said your mother made for the children. You know these little beanies that you would wear on your head? Yeah. Oh, yes. And they were knitted okay. knitted yeah. beanies and they were all different colors and patterns. Some of them had the little balls on them and yeah. and uh, we still have a, a few. Uh, hopefully my boys will be blessed with children and they'll go to them now. But she even, her name was uh, Bruni. She went by Bruni and yeah. at, uh, there's we have several things around our house that uh, like I have a a, a goose doorstop that has a brick in it and it's probably this big and it even has her tag she had tags made up that say a Bruni original on it Aww. and it, 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 it's adorable and there's we have Afghans we have just a ton of stuff so she 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 touched so many people like that um, I always say to my wife what am I gonna do and and she helps me by saying well, you coached baseball from T-ball to high school. What do you mean? What are you going to do? And uh, I was teasing Joe about it. We're talking about, you know, how can we expand the kingdom and how can we do it through our church as well? And I said, well, give me a couple of hundred bucks. I'll go up on MSA up here on the corner and I'll start Hot Dog Sunday. And Hot Dog Sunday used to be, and Craig Lamine did this with me, um, I'll cook all the free hot dogs. You come out and play baseball. We're not going to coach you. You're going to coach yourself. You're going to have a pickup game of baseball out there. And it'll be sponsored by Coos. Yeah, that'd work, right? Yes. So there's little things like that, you know, that are involved in it. And, and how you can touch people, uh, and especially if you start thinking about it. There's so many different ways that you can touch people. Mm-hmm. And if you're moved from the church with it, then it helps move the kingdom and the church all at the same time. Amen. Very good. Okay. Any, other qu- any questions? Yeah. Uh, not necessarily a question, but um, when you were talking about the smiling, right? We have to we have to remember that no one person builds an entire building. That's right. Somebody lays a foundation. Another group comes in and put up the studs. Right. 
Now the government comes in and do the the, the, the the walls, inner walls, outer walls, the roof. So oftentimes that's not, you don't know what part that spot that smile plays in the building. It may be planting the seed. Right. It may be watering that seed that's already been planted. Amen. It may be harvesting the crop. You don't know, and you don't know what stage people are in 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 their walk and and what they're going through personally. That that smile may mean all the difference in life and death. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think you you and Bill could be the studs. How about that? <laughs> all right. All right. Here's our challenge. Here's our challenge. We're gonna throw smiles at you. Expect to see some coming back. Yeah. All right. We're at time. Thank you, Bill. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Next week we want to take. I'm going to try to get another staff member up here. We'll talk about the Old Testament uh, in July.